Thank you for listening to this episode of Courtside Indiana Podcast. Please hit the subscribe or add button on your podcast app to get them delivered straight to your phone, tablet, or desktop. As always, we'd appreciate our rating and review. And you can reach us directly on our Courtside Indiana Twitter at CourtsideIND. Welcome to Courtside Indiana Podcast. I'm Jim Reamer. We've got five people on tonight, and 40% of us are sick. Zach Tyler, Kyler Sisley, Dominic Neely, Patrick Woolley, and myself. Gentlemen. Oh, Kyler Sisley. Oh. Did you say Kyler Sisley? <laughs> Kyler Staley. Oh. oh. <laughs> Freudian. Matt, Matt I, guess you, I guess you adopted me. I don't know. Easy. Man. Wow. I don't know, maybe, you know, well, they should have, you know, they should have plenty of room, another mouth to feed. <laughs> Blake's, Blake, Blake's no longer, you know, Blake's living somewhere else, so he's not living at home. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah, well, anyway, all right, my apologies to the Sicily family. I don't need to push another mouth to feed on your, on your home. I'm watching the Pacer games. You guys are watching the Bears game. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I've got nothing on. You got nothing on? What what's the score of the Bears game? Pacers are down three. Bears are up three. Oh my. Look at that. Pacers three zero. <laughs> nice. Huh. We are uh we're into the basketball season this year. We are back to our weekly features. And so we're gonna we're gonna go through. Uh, we're really not a whole lot of recruiting updates lately, so we're kind of skipping over that. Then we're gonna go through our best game, best team, best player performance uh, agenda. We added a little bit of a category this year. We're gonna talk about any surprise games we thought we had this week, this past week, and then we're all gonna at least mention one game we're gonna hit this week, and then we're gonna give our locks. So. Anybody want to start? I had kind of a light week of games, so I, you know, I'm not, which is sort of uncustomary. But anybody want to start on what what their best game was? I mean, I think Patrick saw the best game, or at well, least the most any, the at least the most hyped game. If anybody was at that Westfield uh, Kokomo game, I would say that was a pretty good one to to start out with. I mean, I was at uh, I was at Brownstown watching them in Providence, but I feel like the game of the week was probably up there in uh, in Kokomo. Yeah, I don't think any of us went to it though. That's kind of the I thing. was we gotta... I was going to use that one because I watched that full game on stream. Well, there you go. All right, well, let's start there and then go for it. Um, yeah, it was big atmosphere. Um, it felt like every possession mattered. It was a really good game. Uh, but Westfield came out like they had this game circled. Uh, they were fired up right from the starting lineups. Um, uh, really, really emotional game. Um, for Kokomo, obviously, Flory played well, but um, Carson Rogers played really well. Yeah. Um, as well, down low. Um, I think those were their two leading scores. They only played seven guys, I believe. Um, so, not sure if Peck's trying to figure out the rotations or. 
or what, but I know, I know they got, I'm assuming they got more guys that can contribute than seven, but because I'm not sure if he's figuring out rotations or what's going on there, but uh, Westfield, Trey Buchanan played well. Um, Nick Book played well in the second half, but just overall, just having that big body, he's about six, seven to at least challenge Flory because without him, they're pretty small. Um, so he definitely brings that size to him and skill around the basket. He does step out and shoot some. Uh, you could tell that that's probably not his strength or that's something he's not going to, you know, just, you know, catch and shoot right away. He kind of hesitated a couple times and but he does like to get to his left. Um, but yeah, Kokomo, they took a lead, 10 point lead in the third quarter. Um, I thought maybe it was going to get away from Westfield, but they came bombing back from three, Trey Buchanan. Uh, they have a couple other guards. I'm not, I don't have their names in front of me that can really shoot. I don't know if you know who the lefty is there, Jim. Or Westfield, the guard. Uh, not without. Yeah. Not without digging in, not without access to their roster. Uh, they do have I a couple. Any of their soft, uh, did we, did any of their sophomores play? Yeah, um, Hafner played. Yeah, um, kid, Dedimore. I'm thinking of Dedimore. Uh, let's see. Um, no, you said what was the kid's name? Well, they got a, a kid named Dedimore as well. No, he didn't play. Hafner played. I'm trying to see here. I know that Harvey kid could shoot it. Um, and then it might be Wise. Oh, really? Okay. Caleb Wise. Okay. He might be the lefty I'm thinking of. Um, I could find out. But, but they have a couple uh, – I have their roster in front of me. And their stats from the game, actually, on is on Max Preps. But um, <clears throat> I believe it's Wise okay. uh, is the lefty I'm thinking of. He, I think he hit three threes, Caleb, Caleb Wise. Um, I, I, I watched so many – games this week on stream that all these games run together but i believe at the end of the game um i believe kokomo was up three westfield missed a shot got a kind of a scramble loose ball and then i believe wise had a three ball um to tie it up and then i believe westfield got a stop and charles farrell came down and got it and one missed the free throw and then there was like under a minute left. Flory got fouled, went to the line for two free throws and missed both. And then Westfield got fouled, went to the line, hit one out of two. And then Kokomo came down and got blocked on a three at the last couple seconds. And they threw it ahead to Nick Book and he dunked one at the buzzer to win by five. Um, so it was really competitive all the way throughout. It was, you know, like I said, each possession seemed like it was really crucial and it just was a really good game. Wonder, um, you know, you talk about their rotation and the number of guys they played. I, you know, they they did get five kids transfer in uh, from from various different locations, obviously. And but what I don't think some people understand is is not, not only is it difficult to play in a, in, a, in a new situation sometimes. But it's also difficult for some of these kids, like you know, Barris Moore, for example, who I don't think played a ton. Correct? I'm not sure he. Uh, no, he did get in. I mean, that's a big jump from Taylor to Kokomo. 
And I know he's a kid that's talented, and I know he's a kid that they that they are going to expect to be able to contribute some this year, if not more. And they certainly expect him to be a kid that contributes, you know, before he graduates. But there's still a big jump, even you know, as much as we like kids like that. I, I you know, it's, I've said this a few times probably on here over the years that we've been doing this. I tell our sophomores, kids that like kids I coach or kids in a program or something. Um, that your sophomore year is usually your your most frustrating year because the the talent is probably there, but you're also competing with or you know against older kids for playing time, for role, and you're also competing against older kids in games, you know, and and sometimes the year or two of physical maturation that it takes to be successful just isn't there and, or isn't there yet, you know, and that doesn't mean that it, it won't be by any stretch. I don't know. Um, haven't seen him play a school high school game. I saw, I saw, we we saw more in Ham, uh, Corbin Hamill from uh, New Haven play a little bit in the summer, but it's just a completely different environment. And, and, you know, and, and, not only is it a jump from you know a summer situation to a school situation, but you're also bumping up in class in terms of the caliber of competition at the high school level. So I don't know. I, I think seeing some stuff on the message boards about how oh surprise he didn't this kid didn't play surprise this kid's not didn't get you know we're two games into the season people are worried about that. I think it's a little too early to worry about it because I just think that's kind of a natural progression of of how you earn minutes uh, on especially on a team that expects to compete for a state championship. Awfully dead air here. We're going to talk about that uh, early candidate for dunk of the year that book had <laughs> on Florida. I, I'm, I'm sure Florida will figure out a way to top it. I, it it's okay. <laughs> he got, ta- he got tagged for that, right? <laughs> yes. Okay. I mean, Worth it. not a smart play at that no, time of the game. I mean, yeah, that time of the game, I don't know that it's worth it. I, I mean, I know it's all fun and games where we're sitting right now, but um, that was late in the fourth. Yeah, and that's one of those things too, where you know they're liable to play. They're liable to play in the you know in a, in a regional or semi-state game, and right. I'm not sure you want Vadunga extra motivated. No, I don't think so. No, uh, New Zealand's up one uh, zero on Congo right now, so he's yeah, got to get back at him. Hopefully, it's semi-state or regional. But I don't. Yeah, I don't. You, you got to also play the game and 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 not the look and for him to give up points that late in the game. Not not a good idea. I don't know. Maybe you get away with that in New Zealand youth basketball. I don't know, but I'm gonna say AAU, it's all good. No, it's not actually. No, <laughs> and, and and what happens in that environment is books getting punched in the head, probably. Yeah. <laughs> you know, we're, and we got a melee. Not the not the not that he wouldn't have a chance to defend himself or get his own licks in, but no, that's not no. Uh-uh. It, it depends on the circuit. There's some, there's some soft circuits out there. Well, I, and I'll say this: we've talked about this before too. Me specifically, I don't, you know, no, people don't have to agree with me. 
I, I, get, I don't like the head tapping stuff when you dunk on people. Like, you know, you're tapping your own head. I don't – that stuff just creates a lot of acrimony in real-time situations, and that it leads to leads to stuff we don't need to see on a basketball court. Yeah, it's a little played out now. I mean, come on, Oh, it's kids. very played out. Think of something else. Think of something it's, new. Uh, it's just I don't like mind, fo- but that's it's the like young it's like football teams that put up their the the four at the start of the fourth quarter. You know, it was cool when Notre Dame did it because Notre Dame was the only one that did it. You know, and it would have been cool if it was somebody else doing it too. You know, if it was somebody else that started doing it first. But now everybody does it. And now it just means nothing. So the you know, the head tap, you know, now a kid will dunk and he'll do the head tap thing. He's not even close to catching the body. <laughs> now book got a body, that's for sure. And and right now he got the body, but I don't know. I part of me I saw what Flory Badunga did to did to our guy Tucker Tornada, and and he ran down the court like he had done it before. So he didn't he didn't <laughs> show Tucker up at all. So part of me wants part of me thinks of it in that regard too. Um, but you know, it's, Book is new to the situation, so it's. Not where'd he come from? IMG? No, where'd he come from? Oak Hill. Oak Hill. Yeah, maybe it was just a little different here. Maybe not so bad for Kokomo. I mean, I mean, everybody was talking about possibly going undefeated this year and running the table like Ben Davis. So, you know, you get that out of the way and, you know, get going on the season now. Got your storyline answered, Zach. Yep, answered right away. Worst, you didn't get out of the first week. Worst story nope. ever. Yep. <laughs> didn't quite live up to your Al Rhodes. Nope, not yet. Uh, nope. All right, this is the this is the Bedford-North Lawrence portion of the conversation. Go on, Kyler. Go on, go on talk about him. Come on. That was the best game, and it's arguably, there you go. The, <laughs> arguably the best upset of the week, if I, if I had a vote in it. But yeah. – yeah, it was a it was a good game overall. I mean, definitely an under the radar game um, down in Southern Indiana. But um, yeah, um, Bedford went to Bloomington. Um, just really just was not intimidated by them. Um, Bloomington North, that is, was just not intimidated by them at all. Obviously, North is just bigger and they have more talent than what Bedford has this year. Um, Bedford's also going through a new coach, and they got some young team or young kids as well. Um, playing up, but uh, Bloomington North is also a very young team as well. Um, they got, I think they start like two sophomores. They've got their freshman, um, their freshman is a point guard um, for them. And then obviously Luke Lindemann is the, the big name there for them. And um, he had a pretty big game. I, I think he ended up having the game high of 18 points. I think he had about six or seven rebounds. But uh, my, my thing with him was he he just didn't really take over the game at times when he needed to. And really with Bloomington North, I just felt like as a whole, they were very relaxed and just kind of too cool. And, you know, at times and where Bedford, you know, they just played right into their face, especially on the defensive end, was picking them up at half court, um, was just making them, you know, try to make plays. And Bedford's just doing a good job of just being gritty um, and doing a good job of getting to the free throw line. Um, I think they were about 21 of 27 I would say from the line compared to North who was 12 of 17 um yeah and then it really just when North had opportunities to um to kind of extend the lead Bedford just call right back and then eventually towards the end of the third quarter 
Bedford ended up taking the lead, um, and then they never let go of it. So um, Bedford's big guy, uh, Patrick Matson. he's a junior um, wing. He had a big game. I think he was the leading scorer. He had around 17 points. So um, they got a couple of good senior guards, um, Trace Rinders and uh, Noah God Ledsky. Um, he's the coach's son. I always have trouble uh, pronouncing his name. But, um, yeah, it was just a really fun game. Um, I think Bloomington North, you know, got a little bit of a wake-up call there. I, I think they're a team that will get better as the season gets going. But, uh, I mean, overall, good game, good upset. So, um, definitely a big confidence booster for Bedford down south. Derek Cross Jr. is who you were thinking of. Yeah, he, yeah. And I really, really like him. To spit out. Yeah, he's going to be good. Yeah. Really, really liked him. Lanky, tall. Um, shows a lot of maturity for his age, too. I mean, um, he never got sped up. You know, he's very cool on the ball. Um, you know, fended off the pressure pretty well. Um, I think I think at the beginning of um, I would say the second half, I would say um he had two quick buckets right off the bat um for them. So he's gonna be really, really good. Um, you know, with the more playing time, you know, especially with that whole team with Jalen Williams, he he was also a good one. You know, that's um that's a kid that I coached and I became a big fan of and everything. He was doing what he was doing best, was making big shots. So um, I think he'll get better as the season goes on. But I I heard that Bloomington Nord didn't do any preseason scrimmages or anything like that. So I think that may have played a little bit of a role um, going into this game. So, um, but yeah, I, I think they'll be fine. Just obviously a big upset to start off. Of of all the top point guards in that freshman class, and we've we've talked about it. I've I wrote about it separately from the prep hoops camp. Mm -hmm. uh, Cross is the one kid that's got some size to him. And, yeah. and you know, there's a couple of other kids there that, you know, might grow with him as well. But in terms of – we're not sure you know, if they're point guards or what, but, but he's the one kid that, I mean, in a, in a loaded class, at least early on it looks like it's loaded, he's the one kid that's got some length and some size and and see where that, see where that takes him because he's – Thought he was impressive at the prep hoops at the freshman camp. Yeah, for sure. Um, and I think in the next two years or so, um, when him and Jay Williams become upper, upperclassmen, I think they'll be one of the better uh, backcourts down south um, for them. So a lot, lot of potential in those two kids. Zach? Yeah, best game. Uh, I saw quite a few games this last week, actually. So I'm going to try to spread spread the wealth a little bit. There you go. I think my best game, my best game though, was uh, Westview at Northridge Saturday night. Uh, I didn't know what I was getting into going there uh, with because I didn't know I didn't know how these teams were going to be this the year. The Fighting uh, Neelys, right? Uh, but but there are a couple of nice. There's a storyline where the Zep kid from Westview was at Northridge, and now he's at Westview, obviously. Um, it's kind of a rivalry game. They border each other, I'd say. Would you call it a rivalry, Dominique? You think North yeah. Ridge is yeah. Okay. Yeah, I would say. Yep. Uh atmosphere is crazy. Amish were piled in there. Uh, it was at North Ridge, so not quite as quite as spacious as as Westview's gym, but uh it was full of full of fans. Um tied going into the fourth quarter. Um uh, Teams were battling back and forth. I really like Northridge. Mason Bales is a really good player. Uh, 
Zepp, I really he's impressed me a little bit also. Big big kid for Westview. Uh, stepped out, hit a few threes actually also. Battling inside, uh, but yeah, my, that was my best game. And that's the thing, Patrick. Too, as you're as we're sort of preparing for this, maybe in short order, mm-hmm. best best game, best team, best player. It can all come from the same game. Sure. You, don't, you don't have to spread it out, especially if you know if it's a, you get a week where you have a limited number of games. That's for everybody. But if it's possible to spread them out, it'd be nice. But it's not always the case. Sometimes it's just inevitable. I mean, I know that I know that Brownstown Providence game had a couple of really nice individual performances, if not more. Uh, but why don't you go ahead and talk about that, and I'll bring up the rear with my low selection of games. Yeah. Uh, well, I went to went to three games this week. I'll uh, I'll start out with the Brownstown and Providence game. Of course, uh, packed house. It was their first game of the year. Uh, two sectional rivals meeting each other. The very first game and uh, number one and number it, two in the state, depending on yeah who you ask. No right? worse than no worse than one and three. Yeah, it, Do any of us have Providence lower than third? No, Mm-mm. I can't remember it if we did, and I think I was the one that had him third, wasn't it? Yeah, I think I had him second. All right, well, go on, Patrick. I'm sorry. No, it's all good. Um, Providence they they made a little football run, so they were just getting their guys together and getting their first practices in the last week or so, and. I heard they had an injury with some of their guys, but it was it was cold to start off with. I think I believe it was like ten to eight after the first quarter. Both teams were struggling from behind the arc, um, and then it just kind of became, well, we have uh, we have Jack Benner and you don't. Is what it kind of. It's what it ended up being. Um, he had 30, 33 on the night. He probably. He probably could add more. He probably could add closer to forty. Um, same thing with Noah Lovin for for Providence. He had thirty three, but I mean he he started out probably one for five, one for six from behind the arc. If he can get that part of his game consistent, he's going to be a regular thirty point per game scorer. I mean if if he can uh, he can consistently hit that outside shot. Yeah, it's not the best part. Of, it's not the best part of his game. No, he's 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 money from you know ten to twelve foot jump shot and driving down the lane. I mean that's his bread and butter. But uh, if he wants to go, you know, to big time school or you know crossroads league or wherever he's getting looks at, then that's what he's going to need to develop and work on. And I can tell. I mean, he's taking the shots. They just didn't fall the other night. He shot it pretty um, well in the fall league. Okay. Uh, but well, it maybe it's just an off night for him. Well, yeah, it's – I mean, it's – look, he scores in other ways. He gets fouled. He, he's got a good mid-range game. Uh, the the three-point shot's been the last thing to come for him at this level. And, you know, defensively, he guards multiple positions. So, uh, I, I think – it'd be interesting if, if – like you talk about, if he could shoot that shot consistently, I think he'll have – he might have some higher options as far as like, you know, D2 schools and things like mm-hmm. that. Uh, the sophomore, uh, 6'5 sophomore, Elijah Fuller Tucker. I mean, he showed some progress from last year. He, uh, he even stepped out and hit a nice outside shot, which I don't think he had last year. 
I'd like to see him be a little more uh, decisive and confident when he gets good position inside. It kind of takes him a half a second to either pass or make his move. So I kind of like to see him get in there and be strong and be confident going forward because he's tough to stop for a sophomore. Um, hold on a second. We want to. Yeah, he's got. How he's got did he do defensively? Uh, defensively, I mean, Colby, Colby Hall, and Brownstown had four points. If that tells you how he did defensively. Now, Colby, Colby could have, Colby could have done some better things too. I mean, he had a he had an off night shooting, but he's a really good passer out of the you know when they come to double. And he finds open shooters, but he had an off night offensively. Well, I think sometimes you go in that situation, and I'll, I know they got a couple people down there that listen, so I'll, I know I'll get a text. Mm-hmm. Um, basically, they could also make the decision that they're not going to let Benner make those guys better. You know, I don't know how they guarded him, but I could see Miller putting together, you know, a defensive scheme. Um, thinking, you know, let's let's not put Benner in a situation where he's creating a ton of rotations, a ton of help, and you know maybe not maybe not leaving Comer all that much, and and you know and seeing what Elijah can do with what Fuller Tucker can do with with Hall and and I you know I don't know I don't know if that's how they played it or not, but now they from what I saw they had. Six foot five ten guys guarding Jack, and he just uh, he just rose over top of them. Yeah. Well, that's another thing. You don't want your best player to get in foul trouble. So, um, I'm not sure. I'm not sure Providence has anything for Brownstown. It would take a really hot night from Providence and an off night from Jack. That was my assessment of it. Yeah. Well, that and they'll have. They're replacing more than what Brownstown is. They don't have nearly – they don't have as much back. Yeah, and it's first game, and, you know, Miller's teams will – they'll get better yeah. throughout the season. And the Pacers lose to Portland. Holy cow. At home, no less. Ouch. Uh, my best game of the week. Jeez, uh, Carmel and Zionsville. Jeez. Uh, I know, oh, right? <laughs> Not surprised. It's uh, well, I don't. It was one of two games that I saw last week. Now, uh, it was either that or Avon and Plainfield, and at least go down the path of of. I thought that this game was a little bit more fun, just especially the way Zionsville played. Uh, I guess we could probably move on. You know, that's probably going to be my best team of the week. And my best player of the week is probably going to come from that game as well. So, <laughs> but it was it was clear early on that Zionsville's baskets were coming a lot easier than Carmel's. And that usually spells, if it doesn't change, that usually spells doom for the team that has to work harder to score. And... You know, Zionsville was getting um, early help from Jackson Telker. If I'm pronouncing his last name incorrectly, I apologize. Uh, but he was a kid that hit some shots for him last year. And he was a kid that's going to hit a lot of sh- hit a lot more shots for him this year. He started off hot. He had nine in the first quarter. 
gave McGuire Mitchell and, and Drew Snively a third person to help offensively. Um, they've got the Reasoner kid in the middle who hit a three. And, you know, he's going to be a guy that he, he's got a really good motor. The six seven, six seven senior has got a really good motor. And uh, he'll help them. He played JV for them last year and soaked up a lot of minutes because he wasn't going to get a whole lot of playing time behind Rehart. And, look, Carmel hasn't won at Zionsville since, I don't know, the 1700s, it seems like. Uh, there was there was a long stretch where Zionsville had never beaten Carmel. Uh, that, that flipped in around 2009. And then I think the last four or five times Carmel's been to Zionsville, they've lost. And so it's it's been a back-and-forth rivalry game uh, here the last definitely the last decade and you know it's been a good way to start the year um from from a, at least from a fan perspective and getting a chance to see a lot of talent and see a good game but but uh Carmel did some nice things defensively trying to keep Mitchell and, and Snively from getting easy shots uh, but then that left Helker open and then he hit it and then they had to adjust and then that gave that gave Mitchell the, the space he needed to get going, and he had an impressive game. So, Carmel, um, you know, they're going to work. They're going to compete. And it seemed like any time they made an adjustment, Zionsville had an answer. And Carmel's two kids they're going to rely on the most, I think, especially from a point production-wise. Kudo, Alex Kudo and, and uh, Evan Harrell. Neither one were great. You know, and in Harold's case, it's his first true varsity game. And I and I think there's more in Cuda than what we saw. I mean, if he's just gonna be a five foot nine, five foot ten inch catch and shoot guy, he's this is this is the stuff that we've talked about when we're thinking this might be you know, the year to get Carmel because he's going to have to be more than that. He's going to have to be a guy who can get in the paint, get downhill, make plays for other people. And the idea there for Carmel is for them to have basically two point guards out on the floor, two, two playmakers. And, you know, and, and him and Ryan Clevenger and Clevenger kept them in the game early. He was really good in the first half. And as his production faded, uh, others stepped up by, you know, Julian vote had a really good, game I think shoot he may have been their second most effective player and he did a good job defensively um uh, but at the same time he played two quarters J or two quarters JV so and Osborne went to him early and, and often and really the kid played a lot and uh but yeah, I would I would say, you know, we're look, the talked about this with Providence. You're gonna see it, you're gonna see some improvement in Carmel. It's just their schedule's so brutal. They're not they're not gonna get a chance, they're not gonna get a rest. But yeah, that was my best game of the week, even though it was a even though it was kind of a it wasn't really a blowout, but just Zionsville never didn't have control. All right, best team. Anybody who's up? I'll go. Uh, going with Fishers. I watched them play Ben Davis on Tuesday. 
and um, completely different than last year when watching Ben Davis and uh, Fishers, um, obviously. But Fishers was really good, man. Cooper Zachary and Jason Gardner Jr., the two freshmen, just didn't look like freshmen, right? They handled the pressure, got to where they needed to get to, made plays for others, made plays for themselves. Um, their shooters were hitting right away. Tate Metzger, Mylon McCartney. Um, they were really spacing the floor early. I, you know, I was really uh, happy to see Metzger catch one, I think it was in the second half, on the left wing and just rip through and drive to his left all the way to the rim and finish with his left. You know, in, in, in a set defense, it wasn't like it was a scramble situation, uh, which I like to see because usually it's, you know, catch and shoot from him, for him, not a ton off the dribble. So that was nice to see. Uh, and then um, Keenan Gardner was their best player. He had 19. He was really good in the paint. He kind of has a way of getting in the paint, not a lot of room, and somehow kind of creating a little space and just being able to pow- power through guys and finish. Um grabbing rebounds, just super strong hands. Um he was he was really good uh for, for Fishers. Um just had a lot of guys, just complete team effort from from Fishers. They they really should have won by twenty plus. They were up twenty plus late in the second half. And then at the end they just kind of were it was a turnover fest. Uh they just turned it over, turned it over. Ben Davis got layups. And they you know, ended up winning by 14, but it could have been a lot worse. Um, ben Davis didn't have Mark Zachary, obviously, due to football. Um, but even with Zachary, I think Mark Zachary, I think Fisher still would have won. But he certainly would have been a factor. Um, and I think Ben Davis is going to be fine, right? They're going to – they got a lot of new pieces. You know, basically, they played that game without their starting five from last year. Um, so a lot of new pieces – I still think they're going to be a factor in the South, but Fishers was uh, was really good on on Tuesday. Cool. This is a good time to remind everybody that I did have Fishers as my lock of the week. By the way, <laughs> yeah, just throw that out there. I got to go back and find out, see if I wrote him down. I can't remember if I did or didn't. Go on. Uh, <laughs> um, I didn't. I didn't write the locks down. Dag on it. Uh, that means they don't count. That means they don't count. <laughs> don't count. Kyler, who was your team of the week or your best team that you saw? Yeah. Yeah. I was like, like you, Jim, I was a little limited last week on going to games. Um, I made it over to Owen Valley um, to watch Bloomfield, basically. Um, yeah. It, I mean, it just really wasn't that much of a game. Um, but just sticking with Bloomfield, um, they look pretty good. Um, they definitely are going to be competing at the one A level again down south. I, I feel like it is going to come down to them in Orleans, but um, yeah, I mean it all starts with Blake Neal, and I'll get to him in a little bit. But um, all starts with him. Um, they've got good pieces surrounding him with uh, Tyler Patterson, and then they've got two other kids. They got a big kid. Um, I can't think of his name. And then they got another shooter that I also can't think of his name as well. But um, yeah, I mean they're just pretty much a well-oiled machine. I think they're coached pretty well. Um, everything runs through Blake um, and they just know how to move the ball. And, and they're pretty, they're pretty tough on the defensive end as well. Um, definitely a team 
um, that that lost some talent from last year. But uh, I mean, just just the way that one A set up and everything, they have the guys. They have enough guys that you know they can compete and possibly make a run at state this year. So, um, really really impressed with them. And I mean, they took care of business with Owen Valley, and they beat a um a sneaky good Mitchell team as well. So, um, I think they're going to be pretty solid throughout the year. Sneaky good Mitchell team. When was the last time we heard that? <laughs> a long time ago, but I went to a Mitchell practice. My best friend's the head coach there, so um, he's got some size there. And I, I told him for the first time in a while, he's got some guys that I think you know can play some basketball. So um, I, I think they'll win, you know, double figure games this year. Shout out to the Blue Jackets. There we yes. go. Hot take. It'll be a hot take. <laughs> yeah, Kyler, what is your That's hot a take? Personal take. What's your hot take, Kyler? We didn't get your hot take from last oh, week. Don't put me on the spot. <laughs> All right, you think That's about it. We'll stuff. we'll come back to it. Oh no. Yeah, uh, Zach. Who was your top team? Top team: South Bend Riley. Uh, Dominique's AD. homework assignment. Uh, you yeah, get yep, your homework AD, in. AD's team. Um, they played Laporte. Laporte. I tell you what, that's the first couple first rough games for them huh take a lick in from riley and then hit play fishers oh my um (laughs) but but uh riley showed their depth behind senior peyton baird uh bethel commit he had 27 uh they've got jalen barbera aiden kent brandon williams marvin schindler tion wadley manny hill i mean their depth is there this year uh size will be an issue if they run into size eventually uh, as we know, size is a premium, but but man, these guys can score. They play so such tough defense. There's not much fall off coming off when they bring guys in off the bench. Uh, everybody knows the role. They're already playing really well together. Um, I mean, Schindler had seven points and seven assists. I mean, he he knows his role. He came off the bench. I assume that's maybe because of football season, because there were a few of these dudes that played football this year too, and had a lot of success on the football field as well. Uh, I like that toughness coming into basketball season myself. But but senior leaders on this team, guys that are hungry to win, uh, and I think they got a lot to prove this year. So Riley's my team. Who was the kid that told me to do my homework again on Twitter? Uh, Isaiah oh, Packer. <laughs> Packer? Yeah. How'd he do? Uh, let's don't worry about that. <laughs> Easy. We don't want to go down that path. Come on now. <laughs> I'm just asking. How as much crap as we all take. We got the hater, the hater list put together. As much yeah. as we all – as much as – shoot. We could do a whole pod on the people that think I'm crazy. <laughs> no, I'm just – I never heard of the kid. I think he was from he was from Penn, right? He is a Penn yeah. kid. Yeah. Remember his dad, dad's at Riley now. I'm just asking, man. There's no malicious – <laughs> You think I'm upset about a Twitter comment? Come on, man. I'm just trying to figure out who this kid is. Yeah. If he's in the rotation or not. Figure uh, it out, man. He's he's stuck on he, a bunch of dudes. He's young. He was just yep. thought his reply was good. I I I had your back. I got you. I wanted to know who he was gonna take off the list. And he was, you know, he was good. I got uh I got a, some video coming in on on a game. I'm going to watch that game later tonight. <laughs> um, okay. All right, Zionsville's my top team of the week. Touched on it earlier. They were impressive in their win against Carmel. Uh, their Ben Davis game, uh, not not that it has to be a compilation of, of a week, but their Ben Davis game got postponed because of the football. 
Uh, even though BD is still playing, you know, the only game they, they're postponing is just the game that was on the same day as their state championship for football. But um, look, J.R. Howe's done a great job at Zionsville. And what he's done there is, you know, he walked into a situation where he knew he had some talent, especially in Imes and Rehart. He obviously did a really good job of developing those guys getting them to being consistent winners and, and winning at a high level. And, and here's what he's done now is he's, he's look, he's got a, I know he's got two kids that started every game last year for him. And, and, or at least uh, unless there was, you know, barring an injury that I missed, but, but, you know, in Mitchell and Snively, but he's done a great job of developing kids and he's done, done a great job of, of, you know, he, he'll play kids, especially early in the year, and give them a chance. And then, you know, as they get to tournament time, it might get to be a little shorter of a rotation. But but all in all, just watching them execute, they run a lot of good – they run a lot of good – it's not patterned by any stretch of the imagination, but it's definitely a lot of good tendencies. They run a lot of zoom action uh, in the half court. They play through the middle of the floor. They, they play through the high post a ton. Uh, they are – it's kind of how they positioned Rehart last year. Not as many low post opportunities as obviously for Reasoner and and uh, Cooper Hess who who played. Uh, nope, that's JV game. My bad. Jeez, sorry, my fault. Um, but it's not like they're going to post Reasoner up and go through him like they did Rehart. But they did run a lot of offense through him at the high post, and he did an effective job. And that zoom action is hard to guard. There's a lot of options off of it. And uh, they exploited several of them. Uh, I can't tell you how many times Mitchell got loose for a back cut and and scored. And I know that's that was frustrating to watch. But then the way he was playing, and I guess I'll get to that here in a minute, I might as well just be the first one here on the top player. So my top player of the week was McGuire Mitchell, 6'6", junior from Zionsville. And, you know, last year, I think when he came in last year, I think he was between the two sophomores, which he and Snively were sophomores last year. They kind of thought Mitchell would be the, the by they, I mean people like us, all right, that, that are around this area. Now, I'm not talking about this is nothing that anybody at Zionsville said or, or anything like that. This is just people around here. Kind of thought Mitchell would be the one that would take the bigger step forward last year, but it was Snively. And not that not that Mitchell didn't have a good year. Both of them hit, you know, last year both of them hit big shots early in games, and provided the space that Imes and Rehart needed because a lot of teams obviously were doing a lot to clamp down on those two guys. So they got shots early in games and they capitalized on it. The Kokomo game that Zach and I were at last year, both those kids hit shots uh, in 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 the and in the second half even um, in in what was a good win for Zionsville. Uh, you know, this year, Snively got off to kind of a slow start. He had a little bit of foul trouble. He was bothered a little bit by some of the defense that Carmel's still capable of playing. Uh, and Mitchell didn't get going until maybe the midway part of the first quarter, which isn't that late in the game, but it's not like he dominated from the jump. But then he lit up. He lit up. He 29 points against Carmel, and all of it was legitimate. None of it was garbage time. None of it was late game free throws. It was all with the game game still in doubt, and he was really good. Uh, shot the ball off the catch, 
shot the ball off the dribble. Uh, we kind of tease these tweets that we see where they talk about kids in workouts scoring at all three levels as if, you know, there's any defense out there stopping them from doing it. McGuire Mitchell scored from all three levels. He was damn good. You want to watch a, a way you want to watch get film on Mitchell. If you want to watch what a wing high school wing should look like in playing with and without the basketball. And that's, that's the way he played against Carmel. And, you know, I don't know. Carmel does have some size issues defensively that they were unable to address against Zionsville because they basically had someone undersized on Snively or Mitchell the entire game and no, really no way to avoid it. Uh, not without using a rotation that they probably hadn't thought much of. And, you know, who knows, that may be an adjustment they make later if it, if they think it works. But, but, Carnival's got three smaller guards out there, and, and at no time um, did they have one of them not guarding Snively or Mitchell. And uh, Mitchell did a, the better job of taking advantage of it, but uh, kudos to Coach Howe for running some stuff that helped them get into those mismatches. So, um, so Zionsville, my top team of the week. McGuire Mitchell, my top performance of the week. Anybody else who's going next? Just... Real quick, let me let me let me shout out my team of the week here. I mean, of course, I, I went to see Brownstown, and it's hard. Oh, that's not right. To say. My bad. Oh, so good. It's that's, hard not it's, to say. Okay, it's, well, sometimes sometimes we do step out of order, especially if it's all the same game. But yeah, go f- go for your top top team. Let's go. Okay, we we talked about Brownstown a little bit, but let me give credit to uh, a team like Cathedral this week who uh, who went two and zero. One against Warren Central, one against Jeffersonville. Could have easily gone 2-0. and I mean, graduated Xavier Booker, a McDonald's All-American, and came out, beat Warren Central by 21 and Jeffersonville by 12. You mean they, so could, have easily, two, you mean they could have easily gone 0-2? Yeah, yeah. yeah they could have yeah. easily gone 0-2. They went 2-0. and Yeah. And uh, two really good wins to start the season, and they're looking like competitors in that sectional. I mean, they could – they can make some noise with Attics and Lawrence North in there. So yeah, two I mean, good early season wins, man. That was and Brady Kohler looked. Uh, I mean, I heard he he did his thing this weekend. He was good in the scrimmage against against Pike. Um, you know, Delaney's always challenging those guys to be better. So there were some times where he was he was disappointed with something that Kohler did, uh, but. You know, those are just in-game adjustments that that happen naturally. But yeah, I was super impressed with with uh, the way they played against Pike. And look, it's it's you know we had the one year we had the one year it was it two years ago when the class of twenty twenty three were juniors. It seemed like every good team had a flock of juniors because it's such a deep class. And, you know, last year it played out that some of the better teams were teams that had good seniors as well. Um, it's obviously Ben Davis, Cathedral being part of that mix. Uh, this year I think you're going to see some teams with the, maybe the exception of a Kokomo. Center Grove is pretty senior-laden. Uh, but you're going to see teams with a bunch of really good 2025s. Um, and, and Cathedral's right there with them in, in terms of you know, they've got Kohler, they've got LeBron Grow or Goff, or they've got, you know, Devin, not Devin, um, Derek, Derek Kennedy, Devin's his brother. 
you know, so they're, you know, they're, they're in the same boat as a lot of these teams. Their schedule is going to be so tough. It's not going to be difficult for them to see, see them take some losses, but you're absolutely right. Two and O is a good place to start. Yeah. And if, if, as somebody from the South here, like Jeffersonville, I wanted to see them. I wanted to see if they could be a state contender. Those guys have got to step up, man. I know it's a it's a long year and it's their first game, long trip to Indy. But if you want to compete for a state title, which is where I know they want to go, you're gonna to have to you're gonna to have to beat those Indy teams. You're gonna to have to show something. So I need to see them. I want to see them step it up. Well, they'll just have to play one of them. Yeah, to get that's to, true. To get to a state championship. Well, they might run into Center Grove too, if you consider that Indy. It, it, yeah, I do. In Indy area. <laughs> I Maybe Kyler to... Stars from the way he's talking them up. <laughs> no. <laughs> Call me skeptical. Okay. They'll give him a five down sectional. How about that? Kyler, this Saturday, you're welcome to come on down to Scottsburg. Stars and Warriors. I'll be at Sneakers for Santa, or else I, okay. I, might, I might consider it. All right. All right, who's up next with top top player? Six on, don't be two. Sh- six two. <laughs> I was like, don't Hammond, be shy. Hammond Noel, Caleb Parks. Yeah, you took mine. That's one Senior. of them. I was there to see all 34 of his points, eight of his rebounds. Uh, perfect from the line. I think he was eight of eight or nine of nine from the line. Uh, three of three from three. Dude went off. Uh, a couple nice dunks. Uh, made a nice graphic for him for that. Uh, anyway, yeah, Caleb Parks. He had, then he had another nice game against uh, Morton, I think, 24-25 the Saturday night. Uh, it's talking about scoring from all three levels. He was doing it, getting to the line. Uh, hitting those threes, scoring in transition, uh, finishing at the rim. He 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 played really well against Munster. Is that a surprise that that what that score ended up being? Uh, I mean, I think a little bit. I'm not sure we really knew what Munster was going to have without Brandon Trilly there anymore. I mean, we knew they had Conduff and Kinsella, uh, Coney Coney kid, but. Yeah, I mean, I and I guess I wasn't sure what what Noel was going to be like this year either. I knew they had Jaden Reyna and right uh, the uh, transfer from Hammond, Amari, uh, Amari, yeah. Amari Moore. Yeah. So was Parks there last year? Yeah. Yes. Okay. And uh, Munster went on to beat Portage then. Yeah, saw that by three. Yeah, low scoring. Yeah, Portage will be a team. They have to learn how to win those types of games. You know, that's kind of why I thought maybe they were a year away from being when we did that when we did the four A preview. I thought that would be a year a reason why they were a year away in my mind in terms of sneaking into a top ten or. I mean, but what didn't we all think they were kind of second best team in the the DAC? Did we? Did Portage, we talk about yeah. that? Did we talk about yeah. that context a little bit? Chesterton, Portage, yeah. So is he getting any looks, Zach? Or any offers yet? Uh, not not that I've seen or I'm aware of, no. And those highlights, he looked good, man. Yeah. He can play. 
Zach. Oh, wait, you already did it. You just did it. Who, Dominique? Okay, yep. uh, I'm going with uh, Trey Yoder from Woodland. I went to the game Wednesday night at New Haven. And um, 6'6 left-hander. Uh, had 26 on the game. Had the game winner tip in with 1.9 seconds left. Um, just great. Really nice touch around the rim when he gets in the paint. He's finishes um but he he's got range out to the three-point line nice looking three-pointer uh good looking shot really smooth um i like to see you know he can catch on the perimeter and get to the lane but he's one of those kids that you know he's not i'd like to see him rip and just get to the lane you know straight drive or try to get past this guy he kind of it's kind of methodical getting to the lane kind of gets guys on his hips spins into a jump stop you know, it's kind of methodical, which is fine, but he does get into some trouble sometimes with that. Uh, he did have a couple travels, lost. He did uh, – New Haven's New Haven was blitzing the ball screen in the first half and took it from him. He got a ball screen, went left, and they jumped the ball screen and tipped it away from him a couple times. Um, but overall, man, he's really good inside. He can hit threes. He's athletic. He's strong. Um, he's a junior this year and he's uh he had a really good game on uh wednesday night and got the win at, at new haven so i was pretty impressed with him the first time seeing him in person tyler yeah i'm gonna go with uh blake neal um we have him listed at prep hoops at six foot i think he right now he i think he grew to about six three um high iq shooter um i think he had the first nine points or so I, I know we started off the game three of four from the um from the perimeter. Um Duke can shoot the lights out. He, he does a really good job of creating his own look too, both on and off the ball. Um doesn't need a whole lot of space. I mean, if he's got just any room to get his shot off, um he he will. And he'll do it in a very, very smooth way. Um, so if, if you're a defender, you you've got to play up on him and you gotta stick with him throughout the whole entire game. Um yeah, I mean, he caused a lot of mismatch problems with Owen Valley's guards as well. Um, so he, he would bully them a little bit at times, you know, when it came to driving off the wing or something like that. The only area of improvement, I mean, it, it just comes to finishing near the rim. Um, he did a good job about getting to the line. Um, but if there was contact, um, you know, around the paint and the post, um, he, he just didn't do a good job of finishing over that. Um, so that'll be something that he needs to work on and everything. But just just very, very impressed with them and everything. And I, I think for the next few years, he's going to be one of the best shooters down south, um, you know, in the state. So um, really good player. He's only going to get better. Zach, surprises. Oh, we're on the surprises. All right. Well, hold on. Wait, let me, let me, let me skip get my something. Yeah, oh, ah, sorry. Like uh, Patrick's Man. here. Yeah. Give it the news guy. Wait. Oh, that's right. You were gone. Yeah. So who's your player? All right. I'm going to go with the uh, Southwestern Rebel senior, uh, Jamison Lewis. He's a 6'4 senior. He he played really well in a rivalry game on Wednesday night. Uh, they blitz Madison 80 to 55. Uh, he's got a good looking three point shot. He can put the ball on the floor. He had a nice. Fast break dunk in the second half. Uh, pretty athletic kid. It's a pretty good baseball prospect. I think that's kind of where he's leaning at the next level. But uh, he had 18 points, 10 rebounds um, on Wednesday night. Good ball player. He's gonna he's gonna get his fair share of points this year, man. 
How big is he again? I'm sorry. About six four. Six four. Okay. Yeah. Six four guard. He can handle it pretty well. All right. New category surprises. And this could be any anything, not not just games we watched. This one can be anything that you saw score wise or I would say a vast majority of it would be teams or like games. But if there's even something weird like a player you'd never heard of had a huge game or I, you know, I don't we could shoot that could be anything. So but but I'd say for the most part it's gonna be an, an outcome of a game. Um so Zach, what's your what's your big surprise of the week? Uh yeah, I'm gonna say Penn taking down Carroll. Yeah, I was that was uh, one of my options. So I was if you didn't say that, I was gonna say it and then have try to see if you have have you talk about it. Surprised that Penn beat them. Yes, correct. Uh, I, I, we all know Penn what they lost last year. Obviously, Mr. Basketball. They lost five senior, or if you have five senior starters, um, really only had two guys coming back with varsity time and Trey Miller and uh, Don Bonner, and they took care of business. I mean, Maverick Brown tore it up. They locked down. Guys like uh, Hauser and Pardon, yep. Pardon. They held Brand. They they held Pardon to twelve. Hauser to twelve. Uh, Samson was pretty quiet. So second half, uh, but yeah, Maverick Brown went off. He had twenty five for Penn. Uh, Bonner had twenty. Trey Miller had eighteen, and they they went. Nine deep, uh, Nyamba came off the bench. Was their big time freshman? That was the uh, next question. Was going to be how yep. how much did the did Macaulay play any fr- any of the varsity game? Who like the other big kid that they've got freshman? Uh, he's not varsity at all. Okay, okay, nope, nope. He's strictly JV. Uh, but yeah, Nyamba came off the bench. Like I said, for. a few minutes here and there you could tell the game was probably a little faster than what he's he's uh used to right now but the time time will come for him uh, i'm sure he'll have some big games this year but yeah pen over over carol i think was was the surprise for me only because we knew what carol had right and not yeah pen i mean pen had a lot of questions coming in yeah I mean, I, right, right and we knew what carol's capable of obviously uh they had a big game against New Haven, right? Uh, yes. Scrimmage. Sorry, you said Carroll. Yeah, they played Norwell. Norwell, they yeah, beat them by fourteen or twenty four. Yeah, that's where my where my surprise is coming from. It's actually a player this week. Okay, go. Um, <clears throat> I've been trying to find the kid's name. It's not the roster isn't updated on Max Preps and. Finally found it. Oh, okay. For Norwell, kid for Norwell. Um, man, I'm trying to find his name, his first name. Um, well, tell his me last, last name's Feeder Spiel. Okay, you get Not, talking. I'll find his. I'll see if we can find. Feeder Spiel had 32 on Carroll. He he was, Jeez. man. He was. Uh, he's about. I think he's about six four or so. Plays in the post, and he was just. Grabbing rebounds, he was moving his way through the post and kind of just jumping into guys and finishing like crazy on Carroll. Um, never heard of the kid. I'm not sure he played last year, but 
I, t- I watched the I went back and watched that game and he just he had 32 um like I said not sure if he played JV last year or maybe came off the bench but he went nuts on Carroll and was pretty impressive when I when I watched him so I'm I going have, with yeah I don't have Peter the, Spiel. Yeah, he's not on the roster online yeah there yeah, online is I don't know what's, and I don't I, I don't think, have the the only thing I would have had from them last year was the Noblesville stuff, and I don't evidently didn't take a screenshot of that. So yeah, good. Yeah, it's oh, it's Ashton, uh, Ashton Feederspiel. Interesting. Kyler, get me for right now. I'm trying to find my surprise. I'm trying to get a kid's name. All right. Patrick, yeah, uh, my surprise was the the Jacksonville Eagles beating beating the South Ripley Raiders, and we kind of had a we kind of were all high on South Ripley this year with yep. Cole yep. Henry and Blaine Ward, but man, uh, credit to Coach Clint Bowman there and the Eagles. They they went to back to back semi states, uh, winning culture, winning program, and they just came out and they out hustled and played better as a team and man it was a long sad five minute drive back to Versailles for the Raiders on Tuesday Blaine, night Blaine Ward all of his uncles Jackson Dell guys <laughs> that's funny yeah everybody's down there actually the younger the most recent one might be a cousin I have to think about that it's the Borgmans out of Jackson Dell okay yeah there's a lot of Borgmans. There are definitely a lot of Borgmans. But yeah, mom, mom is a uh, Terry is a uh, is a is South is a Versailles, yeah, Versailles person now. They got a good little business down there. Yeah. Um, There's a Borgman that played uh, the other night for Jack too. Really? Yeah. Nice. Unfortunately, um, it was not Brad, but it was no, it's been a while. That's that's yeah. that one's been a minute. Mm-hmm. Coach Beach got on the winning got got on the winning column though before the week was up, so that was good. He did, and they I heard they looked really good. They got a thirty point win at Rising Sun, so it sounds like they got back on track. But yeah, man, I think they've lost five in a row to the Eagles and at South Ripley. Man, that that just can't happen. That doesn't sit well. I, I we aren't going to be losing jobs because you get beat by Jackson Dell. That's just not happening. But. Um, my surprise. You you got it. Yeah, I'll go. I'll go. Then you. Then you close it out with the. Okay. Uh, my surprise was, and maybe I need to learn more about some of these younger guys that Lawrence Central has. Uh, I'm sure I do because them beating Mount Vernon was complete shock to me. I know. I know Mount Vernon is playing. Um, I know Mount Vernon is is playing without. Um. Ah, crap. Their point guard, whose now name escapes me, Ertle. Jeez. Well, I started to call him Early, and then I went Early Wine because that's a Mount Vernon name. So Luke Ertle out till at least January with a football injury. But they've they've got a lot of good guards. They've got a lot of depth. Uh, I I was just surprised, and I know sometimes you can go out there and play without one of your leaders, and you can you can really have a, you can really struggle to find your way, but. Kudos to Coach Washington for getting his Bears off to a 1-0 start. And, you know, I, I 
I know some of their younger kids are um, they're looking forward to them coming up through the ranks. I don't know how many of them contributed. I haven't seen stats from that game yet. And they don't they don't seem to be posted anywhere just yet. But yeah, that's my surprise. Kyler. Yeah, how about down in Borden? Um, senior guard Case Nash. Oh, there you go. Scoring 51 points, including the first 24 um <laughs> points of the game. So school record, obviously. So um, and I think they beat what was it, Eastern Pekin? Um, yeah, so that was that was pretty shocking. The fighting Jake Cherries. <laughs> they didn't do too hot. Got to play better defense on Kaysom there. All right, what games? What, what's what's the game? Let's just stick to one, maybe. I don't know that we need to talk about these in, at length, but what what's what's a game you're going to see this week, Dominique? Uh, which one? Um, yeah, I mean, if it's like sneakers for Santa and stuff like that, that might be no, sneakers. not going there. Um. Well, Tuesday, Saturday, uh, I'll go the Tuesday game. I'm going to Bayhay Arena, Nor- uh, Blackhawk at Northside. A yearly battle. Yep. I like that arena, by the way. Not bad. That's a, that's a neat gym. That's a neat gym. Zach, what game are you getting to this week? Or what's a game uh, you're getting to I think the one I'm interested in the most is probably Saturday night. St. Joe's going over to Chesterton. Yeah. So we'll see what, what's going on over there. Patrick. Yep. Friday night. I'll be at new Albany, Evansville, Harrison at the Bulldogs. And on Saturday night, I'll be at Scottsburg watching them in Bedford. You ever sit up in that catwalk? Yeah, actually I have. Yeah, that's a that's a view. For those that don't know, New Albany's got a their press area is basically a a catwalk, a walkway over the court, way up top. Way up top. You're literally looking straight down at the game. It's not a bad view. Uh it gets a little warm up there. I will say that. And with the current sign of situation that I got going right now, I would not want to be sitting up there. Um, it's funny the last four or five times I've been there, I've either been up in the catwalk or sitting on the floor. Um, cause those are, those would include some Romeo Langford games too, where mm. seats were few and far between. But yeah. That's a neat, it's a neat little setup there. Let's see. Evansville Harrison is one and oh, and New Albany is two and oh, so it should be a good one. Yeah. Evansville Harrison's got it. I, they've got a really good group. Tyler. Um, yeah, I mean, I am going to sneakers for Santa, um, but it, it's a, as far as the game I'm probably interested in, I think it's a tie between Heritage Hills versus Evansville Christian and Lawrence North versus Brownstown. Yeah. I'm the one that says, let's just, maybe just list th- one game. I'm going to list three. <laughs> well, one of them, one, one, two of them are on the same night. So I'm not sure how that's going to happen. Oh. Zionsville at Westfield or Noblesville at Fishers. You, you can't get a whole lot better than that. What day is that? Friday. And then uh, probably will be, you know what? Yeah, probably will be at Sneakers for Santa. Do it. During the day. I don't know what, I got to look at that full schedule and see. Doing the all day. What the, You're doing the whole day? 
all day. Nice. You got to get up for it since I won't be at Southport next week. Oh, you won't be there? Okay. I'll be there. You'll be there? All right. Yep. <laughs> That's very good to hear. <laughs> um. The um, All right. I think that's it. Did we all name our games that we're going to see? I got to throw my other one out, Jim. Going to Lures Saturday. I there you go. Mary, not Lures. Might as well, since since we all cheated, except for you. Yeah. Yeah, geez, Friday night I'm going to go to East Chicago Valpo then. <laughs> there we go. All right, now we're all in. We're all aboard. Hey, <laughs> I'm, I'm still debating mine tomorrow. I've got two. I don't know. Uh, at, well, Attics and North Central. That, that tomorrow? Yeah, that's going to be a good one. I'm debating about... Um, Fisher's at um, Tech, or um, I think it was Pendleton Heights at Westfield, maybe. Or Attics at North Central would be a good one. <laughs> it would it sounds like you got that covered. Trying to line uh, uh, trying to line some things up. <laughs> Patrick Kokomo's coming down there. What's going on, New Albany? Yeah, that's that might not be pretty for the dogs. Okay. Yeah. I don't know they beat Bloomington South. I know Bloomington South isn't isn't what they have been in the past, but still a good win for them. That's my hot tag. There we go. This will be Jr. Holmes last year. That's not. This is not the Eric from. Oh, is that your hot tag? Carlino Bloomington <laughs> South team. Are you going with it? Yeah, that's gonna be mine. It's gonna be a little All bit right. of a copycat of Zach's last year, but that's fine. It'll be mine. It worked out well. <laughs> J.R. Holmes retires at the end of the year. Kyler's hot take. All right. That's a good one. Did you hear our hot takes? Did you listen? I did. I always listen to the pod. I had a kid. I'm glad one of us does. <laughs> I mean, I already know what we said, so I don't ever listen. Every now and then I get a text saying, ah, what question about something instead of like, I didn't say that. <laughs> text and, text the guy that did. And, and I do want to confirm I did not get abducted by the Jesuits. Who? I think we've yeah, we've I think I've played that out. I don't know that we've played it out. I've played that out. Yeah. Just, yeah. The Jesuits got you, huh? <laughs> Whatever See when you're called. when one of you's not here, I we just make up all kind of unspeakable things. <laughs> so, all right, Patrick, what's your lock of the week? Just one. All right, a lock. I'm going with another upset. I'm going. Wait, with we gotta, I got to. I got to get these written down. Hold on a second. Lock. Right. Was Fisher's an upset? Jeez. Yes. Oh, Mark was. Zachary. Damn, they baby. won like thirty games in a row. No Mark Zachary, the starting fire for Ben Davis. Is I can't help that. Jeez. Hey, Ben All Davis right. was up in the rankings. You got to give All it to right. me. All right. So I'm going to go with uh, Batesville, the fighting Aaron Garretts against uh, Greensburg this weekend. Over Greensburg? Yep. All right. That's a big rivalry game. Yeah, I'm not going for these safe locks either. I'm going upsets. <laughs> you picked Fishers over Ben Davis. It was an upset. No. Yes. <laughs> Check the rankings. Check the rankings. Lavelle's in there. One. Rankings don't mean yeah. shizzle. Lancers, <laughs> baby. Lavelle's Kyler, what's your, Kyler, what's your lock? I'm going to go Center Grove over Christmas Addicts. Ooh. Okay. He took yeah. my lock. 
Coach Hawkins taking on the chin. <laughs> Just venting some motivation with Christmas addicts. Yeah, that's bullets and bore material. We've, yeah. we've been in, we've been good we've been in good favor with them so far early this year. So what was it again? Christmas or Center Grove over Center Grove yeah. over Christmas Addicts. All right. Dominique, what's your lock? Let me, let me audible here. I was gonna do that one actually. Um I guess I'll go to the one one I'm going to. I'll take Blackhawk over north side. Okay. North side. All right. Zach? Yeah, I'm gonna stick with what I'm going to also. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say Chesterton beats St. Joe. I'm not sure who's gonna guard Sims for St. <laughs> Joe. I know St. Joe will try to press a little bit, speed things up, but I think I think Sims will be the determining factor in that one. Uh who will be the best player on the floor of that game? I'm gonna say Chase Kanazny. Chase K. All right. Let's see. I don't know that I'm going I don't know which game I'm going to yet Friday night, but it's gonna be one of those two games. Uh, let's see. Lock of the week will be Westfield over Zionsville. Um, two teams that I had just out. Well, no, that's not true. Westfield we had just I just had outside my top ten. Um, Zionsville I did not have. I had them like in a other list that wasn't even probably my top 15, but the way they played against Carmel, they look good. They're going to warrant a lot of, a lot of attention. I just think that Westfield is probably a little farther along, um, but it will also be the difference between seniors versus juniors, basically is what it'll come down to. I think and that, and it's at Westfield. So who was it? Uh, Dominique, you were talking about Westfield had that game marked against Kokomo. Seemed like it. Yeah. I mean, they did last year too. That the game was at Westfield last year, and it was pretty hyped. Yeah, and it was very. Um, it was a rock fight. I mean, you could certainly give credit to the defense. If we're talking about last year's game, you could give credit <laughs> to the defense on both teams, but it was not. I would say a well played game. Uh, for for a second game of the year, or for what you know, whatever that was last year, you know, you can sort of expect it to be a, still a little bit sloppy, uh, and you know, I but I don't imagine that. Um, I think I think everybody's going to give Kokomo their best shot. Yeah, they they play. I remember watching that game last year. They they couldn't make anything in the first half either team, but this year no, it was played a lot better, a lot smoother. People were making shots and. I don't think Badunga had his first basket until like the two and a half minutes to go in the second quarter. Yeah. Got fouled a lot. Um, Romack made some plays as he did in the sectional. (laughs) Just figuring out ways to find find space for him. Is there going to be a foul of Flory strategy this year? 
Well, I'll say this with teams getting in the bonus a lot later in a quarter now, it's, I would say to some degree, sure. Um, I, I do. I, I wonder how much that defeats the purpose of doing it because you're trying to shorten possessions by maybe he only hits one free throw out of two. But I, I think at some point they will. I know they would rather foul him than have him get an easy basket. <laughs> so you can get away with it there. Unless you tap Flory on the head as you're on your way down from a dunk and you cost your team points. But that's just me. Unless you're Nick Book. Yeah. I think that's the plan is to go to the Westfield game. Just if nothing else to see Book. We gotta I gotta get some eyes on him. Uh but yep. So my lock is Westfield over Zionsville. Uh gentlemen, I think that's it. Anybody else got anything? That's it. Week two. Let's go. Cool. Kyler, you on top of the uh you know I wasn't taking a shot at you on that. <laughs> no, transfer I'll portal you, thing, right? I was giving okay. you crap about that. All right, I just wanted to make sure you know that wasn't <laughs> specifically about you. And now it did happen to be, you know, your last tweet was like, damn, how many of these dudes oh, are just gonna... the breaking point? <laughs> well, look, yeah, the the transfer portal stuff that came out this this here the last two days, and not just with Indiana, but of course, as many of you guys as I follow on the because of the basketball side, it's like as half of IU's roster enters the transfer portal, each with their own graphic, each with their own little speech about how it's all plug and play. It's like the same PR guy is writing them for him. And I, at this point, I'm just ready to read so-and-so's decided to enter the transfer portal. Thanks. We don't need the big speech. <laughs> there, was one IU player, there was one IU player that just had a tweet and said, yeah, I'm entering the portal. There Thanks you go. to my coaches. I'm out. That's all so. you need. It's all you need. I'd be a big fan of a kid if he just said, I'm leaving, bye. <laughs> or just, I like the ones that end with their number. 3-0 out. <laughs> 3-0 out. Yeah. I'm waking, I'm waiting for, F it, I'm out of this place. There you go. <laughs> That's coming different. Anything to pitch, Kyler? Nah, I mean, we got, we got, uh, obviously keeping up with all this IU football stuff this week. And then IU basketball kicks off Big Ten play on Friday with Maryland coming into town. Jordan Geronimo returns to Assembly Hall. So, and that's HoosierIllustrated.com. HoosierIllustrated.com. Zach, is there going to be like a, um, is there going to be like a pep session at Laville because they got votes? <laughs> Yeah, they're going to be a big deal on uh, Thursday when they play Bremen. Bremen's coming to town, so they're playing. We got to Bremen. It's Bremen. We got to play Bremen Argus, not Argos. Bremen. Are you, are you arguing with yourself right now? Did anybody <laughs> say? That's a mental breakdown. It'll, it'll come around during sectional pick time. Don't worry. You're like then me if all of a sudden I'm talking about Carmel. Like, it's Carmel, not Carmel. <laughs> yes, there we go. <laughs> Oh my! Laville got votes. How? Oh man! I I would get it in a, like a class the class vote. You know, I would get it if it was the the the, a, um, the, the media. Yeah. But yeah. the coaches the coaches votes. That's crazy. <laughs> I was surprised to see that. Did they lose some dudes? Mm. 
or yeah. Cesarni, however you pronounce it. Is he a senior? Or is he did he graduate? Zarnecki is a junior. Junior. Okay. All right. There we go. All right. Well, good for them. I was shocked to see that. It's like, whoa. Loveville. Some ballots. That's right. Voting fraud. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll get Marjorie Taylor Green on that right away. <laughs> Anybody else got anything to publish other than court said Indiana? Look, guys, if you're listening, tell your friends, subscribe to the website. We got great content now. Seasons here. We're back on our writing shtick, doing some great game takes. Uh, we got to teach some people how to use, how to put images in things. But other than that, we're good. <laughs> Make it look pretty. But we're good to go. Trying to get those power rankings on the homepage, and I'm not doing really well with the styling. So that is on my goal on Tuesday is to get that thing looking pretty. But, Call Zach uh, when if you want something to look pretty. Jeez, those posts he makes, graphics. Right, he's uh, back on the he's easy. he's back on the uh, top notch. Easy. He's, oh, he's oh, back on the back of box out sports. Yep. All right, we got to get uh, out of here. We could spitball this stuff for another hour. Kyler's like, I got to go to bed. <laughs> All right, boys, good job. See everybody next week, and hopefully oh, yeah. we're, we're yep. getting the games. Take care. Yep. Later.